Welcome back to the second installment of the Out of Band Show. We're so happy that you could join us today. I'm Bailey, and for our intro today, I thought it would be fun to ask everyone their opinion on a very important question. Is a hot dog a sandwich? What do you think, Eric? What kind of stupid question is that? Of course it's a sandwich. The definition of a sandwich is something, whatever it is, between two pieces of bread. And I don't know about you, but when I look at a hot dog and I see a bun on either side of said hot dog, it screams sandwich to me. I do not understand the perspective of anyone who thinks otherwise. Araf, your thoughts? Well, I mean, it, it's as simple as you got bread and you got something in between the bread. Bada bing, bada boom. That's exactly what I just said. I know. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here is the problem with that, though. Like... Who actually cares whether or not it's considered to be a sandwich? Sure, it is some meat that is between two pieces of bread, but, like, a hot dog is a hot dog, and, like, a ham and cheese sandwich is a sandwich. Why would I really care if a hot dog is considered a sandwich or if a sandwich is considered to be a hot dog? You know, I gotta agree with Eric. We gotta take a nice stance on if a hot dog is a sandwich or not, but enough about sandwiches. We've got an exciting show coming up for today uh, with some more tech, news, rankings, and stories. So let's jump right in with our first segment, the news. In this week's news, our prayers have been answered, boys. The NBA is back. The league was one of the first professional sport leagues to shut down due to the COVID-19 pandemic back in March when Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz tested positive for the virus, pretty much shutting everything down immediately. Uh, and then today, the NBA Board of Governors approved a plan to have the top 22 teams in the league, so the 16 that were going to be in the playoffs, and then the rest um, just to come in and do some regular season stuff. Uh, they're all going to convene at Walt Disney World in Orlando. There's going to be three courts set up. They're going to play eight regular season games each to determine their seating and see if anyone can get in the playoffs and then play through the entirety of said playoffs. The league will officially resume on July 31st and could run up until October 12th, which is much later than the usual timeline for the NBA season. I'm personally a huge fan of this decision. I love the NBA. I'm excited to see it back. And Ryan, I know you are too. Uh, yeah, you know me, always a big fan of the, the sports ball, both thrown <laughs> and bounced. Uh, one of the primary concerns that I've seen with this, and it was brought up by uh, a good uh, political pundit, uh, uh, what's his name? Oh my gosh, John Oliver, uh, is the, is the safe, you know, like, is the COVID-19 pandemic going to, like, get involved? Like, what are the implications of that? I don't know, do you know anything about that? I think that's just a lot to be, it's a lot to be determined still. Um, I imagine it would be a situation where you've got all these people, they're all basically in this bubble, um, just in Walt Disney World, no one goes out, no one goes in, etc. Um, so even worst case scenario, everyone there gets infected, it's not going to expand past that. If one person gets infected, I imagine they'll be taken out for two weeks, um, just like an injury or something like that. That'd be the worst. Um, an injury okay well it would it would be classified kind of as that but the same thing as if you have the flu um during a game or something like that but a lot a lot is still to be determined mm -hmm. bailey and Ralph, what do you think um uh as ryan said it's a i i like balls that uh 
are thrown and bounce. You guys and... are what is happening? <laughs> okay, I, I gotta. I the only sport I've never followed was basketball. I I honestly just think it's kind of boring. Hot takes with the rough. It's kind of boring. Not gonna lie. That is a hot take. Agreed. Hot take. I I agree with the rough. You know, Ryan and I have played basketball before. Oh, I yeah. believe uh yeah, uh we we went to like the the gym one day and uh what what's the what's the game? Is it horse? horse? Is that what we played right? Yeah. I think I think it is. And I don't think a, a game of horse is supposed to take an hour and a half, but uh, no. no. <laughs> I, I was saying to to Eric when I saw what he was doing for the news here that I think we had what like a 10% like basket like <laughs> what, what is it even called a basket it, ratio rating? I don't actually. It was oh, horrible. And the, shot percentage perhaps? No. Oh yeah, that 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 for sure. <laughs> the additional struggle with that was I remember when we came in, I like wasn't a, a student for the summer like you were, so I had to actually pay for a summer like subscription to the gym so mm-hmm. that we could play an absolutely terrible game of horse. <laughs> and we we only went like the, that yeah. one time, we only went, maybe like, like one two, two other times. times. So like you you paid that much money for us. Yeah, to play that was a, a bit of a mistake. Yeah. But it is basketball, and I can't fault you for that decision. Um, great. So then for our second news story of the day, moving on, uh, we travel across the border to our great neighbors up in Canada, where a fantastic mystery has finally been solved. You know, over the past few months, Canadians have noticed that Cool Ranch Doritos, a, a popular variety of the venerable tortilla chip brand, had essentially disappeared from store shelves. PepsiCo, the producer of the, of the snack, and many other healthy food options, uh, halted production of the flavor due to complications from the COVID-19 pandemic. They couldn't manufacture all the different types of things, whatever. Um, however, the, after outrage broke out on Twitter because people started realizing that they couldn't find Cool Ranch Doritos, uh, PepsiCo revealed that Cool Ranch Doritos would be finally going back into production. Bailey, let me tell you, I'm, I'm personally more passionate toward nacho cheese Doritos myself. Uh, what are your thoughts on these developments? You know, I just got to say, Eric, if we were going to, like, pause production of one of the Dorito flavors, I am not surprised that Cool Ranch was the first to go. Really? And I'm also not surprised it took people this long to realize that they were pausing production of it. You wouldn't think, you don't think it would have been one of the more, like, the various spicy brands of Doritos that they have? They have, like, ten of them. I swear. Honestly, at at any given time in my house, I think we've got at least like three bags of spicy nacho Doritos Mm -hmm. because my dad just like goes through those like wildfire. Ryan, what are your thoughts? I I, plus one with what Bailey said. Honestly, like the the regular nacho flavor is amazing, but there's the uh, what is it like the Doritos jacked? I think it's like the spicy like enchilada, whatever that is. It's amazing. I think I once ate like three or four bags of those all at once, which. You know, I think, you know, led to me being a bit weighty. And uh-huh. I say weighty as being like 130 pounds for like one time in my life. But um, let's just say that <laughs> you might not want to buy those for me. So I get I get the sense that you guys really don't care about Cool Ranch Doritos all that much. No, not, no, not, not, at not all. particularly. No. I, hope, I hope I don't get any backlash for that. Well, that there's the news for this week. Uh, let's move on to technology. This week in technology, I thought we might turn a little towards the uh, video game industry. I saw that this week a game called Overcooked from Epic Games is on sale this week for the low, low price of $0. It's a co-op game where you can play with friends, uh, where you're pretty much random characters and you run around trying to cook food for customers uh, without running out of time or getting the order wrong, those kind of things. 
Um, it's a little similar to another game you guys might have played before in school. I'm sure you remember classics, you know, like uh, Papa's Pizzeria, Papa's Burgeria, Papa's Takamiya, Papa's Pancakeria. I don't know, there's a bunch of them. Papa's uh, Pancakeria. <laughs> I know it's some good games there, but anyways, Araf, I know you're into the gaming scene. What do you think about this game? Is it something you would play? Well, recently I've heard a ton about how Epic Games has a ton of games that are just zero 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 dollars. Like GTA Five, I believe, was also zero dollars, mm -hmm. and like the Steam cleanout or the Spring cleanout sale was going on relatively recently, and Overcooked Two and Overcooked were both sale on sale for the low low price of like five dollars and i purchased overcooked 2 on steam and um i kind of wish i knew that it was zero on epic games um it, the game does look really fun and i've seen a ton of people play uh the good old cooking sim but i mean due to current conditions you kind of need two people to own the game in order to play it right now if you're trying to do it online and yeah. as of right mm -hmm. now yeah i'm the only one that i know of that owns the game Aww. So I'm a bit disappointed, but, you know, it'll be fine once, you know, uh, start seeing people again. I feel like the words cooking sim is a generous way to describe this game. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's pure chaos, to explain it briefly. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have it on PlayStation 4 with my PS Plus membership. Uh, me and my roommate used to play it a lot. Um, it's definitely a good thing if you just want to chill out for a night and just scream at someone else to get the meat on the grill this is the game that's what do i do it. on the podcast area exactly exactly so it's just it, it, it's just an extension of that um i definitely i haven't played overcooked 2 so i'm not sure what the improvements are with that or if it's just more levels or that kind of thing but it's definitely a game i recommend everyone checking out now humble brag for a second me, as a, a student pharmacist, does not get the opportunity to play video games uh, very frequently. So one of the video games I'm familiar with, uh, mostly because a lot of the uh, youth talk about it these days, uh, is Fortnite, I think. So on like a scale of like Webkins to Fortnite, where does like Overcooked 2 stand? Can you explain um, that scale a little bit? Wait more? a second. Why is Webkins at the bottom of the scale? Webkins is like top tier game, let me tell you. I mean like yeah, but like Webkins is more of like a game for like the the pre-K kind of population whereas what are Fortnite you talking is about? more for Next like Next thing you the... going to tell me is that Club Penguin is not meant for adults like our, like ourselves. Um, I, I'm offended. I think it's for people who like getting hacked. Hope. Oh. oh. That's just my take on their uh on that new website that everyone at our workplace got hacked at, but Wait. No, that was that was Club Penguin online. We were mm -hmm. all playing Club Penguin rewritten, a better version of it. Yeah, yeah, specific semantics. Yeah, but it's different. A rough. You got to take up my offer on the scale, though. Uh, well, I believe we've played Mario Party once before. We did. Um, if if you could put Mario Party somewhere on that scale, I would put Overcooked right next to it. For sure. Okay. And how close do you think Mario Party is to Fortnite? Uh, not close at all, unfortunately. Okay. So more closer to Webkins. No, it's like, it's in a completely <laughs> different, like, it's not even on the scale. It's it's outside of the scale. It's physically located outside of the scale. Okay. okay. In a good way or a bad way? In an amazing way. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I'm glad that you guys are really excited about this cooking sim, and maybe we'll get to go play it this week or something. I think that'd be super fun. Uh, but that looks like it's about oh, wait, wait, all the wait, time wait. that we have. Before we move on, before we move on, um, uh -huh. uh, uh, you, you say you want to play it with us, but 
Bailey, are you going to be able to play it with us? Why? Well, the last time I checked, this game, Overcooked, is only on Windows. <gasps> You're <gasps> kidding me. <gasps> stupid I mean, iMac. I can check to be sure, but... No, it's fine. Maybe Whatever. you can run it in Parallels or something like that. Be real, Boot camp, be real gang. Boot camp to the rescue. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, man. I love Apple, but sometimes. Okay. Anyways, let's move on to our rank'em next. The categories are simple. The rankings are not. Today, we're taking a look at some of the popular music from the 2010s. Now, I have three songs here. I think they're actually pulled from the Wikipedia page of, like, the Billboard top songs. Uh, of the previous decade and the goal for today is to try and figure out which one of these is the best which one of these is the okay and which one of these is the worst of the best and the three songs that i have for you to rank here today are uh in alphabetical order despacito i think i'm saying that right it could be a foreign language old town road and then uptown funk so, to clarify, you want yes. us to rank these in terms of how they're ranked on that Wikipedia page, or just in our own opinion? Uh, I will let you rank them in your own opinion, but at the end we will compare it to how they are actually uh, ranked on the Wikipedia okay. page. Okay, then this is an easy decision. Uptown Funk yeah. first, Old Town Road second, Despacito a distant, distant third. What's your rationale for that? Despacito, it, so every, every, every summer... I find that the radio stations and the national media like to pick like five songs ish mm. and just drill those into everybody's head for the rest of time. Despacito was that. Um, it, in my opinion, <laughs> j like, like similar ones like Blurred Lines and uh, See You Again, the first like time you hear it, I think it's fine. Mm. And then you hear it a second time and a third time and a tenth time and it just... It's not a good song. I think one of the problems is that, like, the news media, or I feel like, like, the radio stations, like, played it on repeat. Like, literally, I feel like yes. it would end, and then they'd play, then like, a Coldplay song, and then they'd just play again. And I'm like, yeah. there's no way I need to hear Despacito this many times on my drive no. home from work. No. Also, <laughs> it beat out Gangnam Style for most views on YouTube, and that's an unforgivable sin. Yeah. <laughs> Bailey, thoughts? I agree with Eric to put Despacito at the very bottom, just because... I don't know. I, the memes were great for like the first like week, and then you know when people are you know, like Alexa play Despacito, like like ha ha again, again. Ah. ha ha ha, you got me, you got me there. It gets funnier every time. Okay, I uh, forgive me. I have terrible memory. What were the other two again? <laughs> uh, they are Old Town Road and Uptown. Oh Park. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Old Town Road. Eric and I actually did a parody to Old Town Road. It's it's a good time. Oh, you should sing it for us sometime. Oh God. Maybe uh, we should get a music segment on the podcast. Past. <laughs> we'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> but Bailey, between those two, what are your thoughts? Man, I love Uptown Funk. It is... So good. I mean, in the name, Funk, like, it is It is a really funky song. Mm -hmm. Not gonna mm -hmm. lie. Like, I've always wanted to play all the, like, brass parts in it. You know, it's just such a such a groove. So you're, we, you would put Uptown Funk first, and then you would do Old Town Road, and then Despacito? Yeah, agreed with Eric yes, on that one. I believe one. we are both in agreement. Okay. Oh, Raph, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with both of you. I mean, like, as Eric mentioned, Despacito is literally like Shape of You, where 
they overplay the hell out of it every single summer and then it's just migrated into your head and you just mm-hmm. it's it's there you have to accept the fact that despacito exists and, and the it, worst the worst part is that so that happens for a summer and then the next summer like in the beginning when they're still trying to figure out like oh what's what's our angle going to be for this for this here they play last summer's hits again and it, it it's even worse because now you had a year to forget about it, and then it just comes back into your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I think uh, the official ranking that we have from all of you uh, is we have the best song of the 2010s being Uptown. Well, out of this list, I should say, yeah. is Uptown Funk being number one, Old Town Road being number two, and Despacito being number three. Yeah. Now I, the I, I I do think that this is not how Billboard's going to rank them, but. Mm-hmm. We'll I'm up. curious. Don't worry. If you want to see something interesting, uh, and I will say this because I checked earlier, look at what Rolling Stone says is the number one song of the oh, 2010s, no, no, and no. see if you've heard of it before. <laughs> anyway. It's not Shake It Off. Anyhow, um, the official ranking, uh, I guess these are out of the songs that were at the Billboard's uh, top for the most number of weeks. Uh, number one is Old Town Road. Number oh, two okay. is Despacito. And number yeah. three Probably. is Uptown Funk. Which I even f- I don't agree with. Is it going by number of radio plays? Because then maybe it's yeah, num- I could see yeah. that. I think mm-hmm. they I think they rank it at like number of radio plays or I don't know. They have some. Well, I'm extremely disappointed with the editors of Billboard. Um, I do also want to say Rolling Stone put Robin's "Dancing on My Own" yeah. as the number one song of the 2010s. Yeah, I have that's what I've never was, heard this uh, song. Before. I I I played it on YouTube and I was like, I don't think I've ever heard this song before. How is this the best song of the last decade? <laughs> <laughs> Have they heard of Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift is That's number five on this list. All too well. Maybe we should save that for another time. Because now we need to move on to our next segment, which may also be the most traumatizing of the week, social media. Today I would like to talk about a tragic story I found while scrolling through Reddit. A woman by the name of Cover, a 57-year-old woman, was fascinated by an alligator while visiting a friend's home on Kaiwa Island. While she was approaching the gator, her friends warned her that she was dangerously close and explained that the deer was a deer was murked in that same spot last week. Cover's response was, "I don't like the look. I <clears throat> excuse me. I don't <laughs> I don't look like a deer." And got closer to the gator. The gator then attacked Cover, latching onto her left leg and began dragging her into the creek. Oh her friends then attempted oh. to pull her back using a rope, but uh, they lost their grip. Cover oh. then very calmly said, I guess I won't be doing this again, and was pulled beneath the surface. Witnesses said that Cover did not scream once during the attack. Why do we make things so dark on this podcast? Seriously. <laughs> I have hundreds of questions, like, beginning with, A, why was there a rope, and how was it available? And B, why was she approaching the the alligator? Like, what? Uh, that, yeah, from the article I was reading this off of, apparently her friend said she was not acting like herself that day, um, and... Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. This might yeah. be a, a normal Florida occurrence. Also, I apologize to any of our listeners in Florida. You are great people, I'm sure, but also, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would love to see like a newspaper that's only Florida news. Like, I would. That'd be so fun to read. Florida is is quite something. I mean, like this gator was just chilling in this this person's backyard. Just chilling out. 
Yep, just chilling out. And then their friends managed to have a large enough and long enough rope to just kind of throw it out there. Yeah, where did the rope come from? Like, was it just, like, on site? <laughs> just happened to have it. I don't really around. have rope just, like, lying around my apartment or my house. You don't? No, oh. unfortunately Gotta not. Gotta get some here. If huh. you live in Florida, and I guess this is just one of those Florida things, you always gotta have that backup rope for when your buddy in your car starts to get dragged under by an alligator. Oh my god. <laughs> Actually, you know, speaking of, I wanted to, to throw this in here just because it came to mind just now. Um, the Kennedy Space Center I went to when I was down in Florida last time, uh-huh. like last year. And sure. uh, when I, I took like a bus tour that they have, right? You know, you can go like, like ride around a little like campus they've got there, you know, yeah. and they've got like the launch pads you can go see. Mm-hmm. And something I was fascinated by is they have these huge fences up. And I'm like, oh, obviously, you know, like, keep intruders out, right? But they're, like, like outward facing at the top. And I asked the tour guide about it, and he's like, yeah, to keep the alligators out. And I'm like, they can climb? Um, <laughs> they can probably jump a decent distance. That's so freaky. I'd say probably anywhere else in the United States or the world, the alligators, like, can only crawl on the ground. But specifically in Florida... They can climb fences and, like, go through, like, sewage pipes and end up in people's, like, bathtubs and whatnot. I'm so glad I live in Wisconsin so I don't have to deal with that. Yeah, we don't have alligators. I'd be afraid to go outside at any time. Because I go outside so often already. All we've got is snow and quick trips. I'm okay with that. I am too. Me too. Me too. Sorry for the bit dark story today on social media. Hopefully things will get brighter with Mailbag. The mail is simple, the people are not. And unfortunately, Araf, I don't think this segment is going to be any more uh, bright than the last one. Oh my god. Because Um. today, this week on Mailbag, we are going to be involving and indicting one of the other members on Mailbag for a gift that was once given to me. And as a matter of fact, I actually informed this, I'd be doing this to them last week, and I didn't tell them what the piece of mail was, or who the specific person was. So everyone is currently... We have no idea what's about to happen. <laughs> Everyone's sitting know. in anticipation right now, uh, including myself. So, I'm a worried. this winter, uh, I had a good friend, and this good friend uh, gave me a Christmas present. And I have it here with me today. It is a package of 15 Bic pencils, mechanical, with extra sparkles. So my thought is, to you, Bailey, how do you think <laughs> this is a good Christmas present? And what were you expecting me to do with 15 mechanical pencils? <laughs> All right, Ryan, let, let me start up by saying here, you know how there are some things that you complain about at work, like constantly? Mm-hmm. For me, it's like taking several emails, you know, at once. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I remember, back when we were at Do It Still, mm-hmm. you were constantly complaining about how people kept stealing the pens and pencils from around the help desk. And you're like, I need my own set of pencils, right? <laughs> And here we are, me giving you pencils for Christmas, because I'm like, you know, maybe this will finally shut him up and he'll stop complaining about the pencils around the help desk. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that's fair. You didn't say that at the time, though. And I, and I think that's why I, uh, I misunderstood what? it. What? What would be like, uh, Merry Christmas, stop complaining about the pencils. Like, is that, well, here's, <laughs> is that what you want? Here, here's how it went when you, like, give it, gave it to me. You, like, threw it at me and said, oh, yeah, these are yours. Merry Christmas. And I was just like, <laughs> this seems like the most last-minute thought. Like, I feel like you pulled this out of your drawer and was like, oh, yeah, here you go, Ryan. <laughs> Bailey, was was that the only gift that you gave him for Christmas? Was, it, was that it? 
quite possibly. Huh. I mean, it was I, mean I, I gave you it. what? Like drinks? I don't know. I, what did I give Eric? Yeah, I think something like I that. I guess technically you also bought some sushi uh, for me. Oh, that's nice. But I, oh, we kind of like got that time. together though. And I, I do have yeah. to ask, uh, Ryan, the, these these mechanical pencils. Mm-hmm. What millimeter size lead are in the pencils? Well, let me see. I got them right here, uh-huh. fully unopened. <laughs> have um, you actually used any of them? No, no. <laughs> of the, it's, I've literally I have just been in awe at this present for six months now. It has been we gotta safe. use it when you know we gotta use like our paper ticketing system, you know, just in case. <laughs> I guess maybe I will I will bring these into my office upstairs when we get back yeah. in person. There you go. But yeah, they're zero point seven millimeter. So okay, be, uh, good, perfect. It, Bailey, if you would have given him a zero point five millimeter or zero point oh, nine no. millimeter no. pencil, uh, we would have had to have a talk because those pencils are a sin. Um, <laughs> you can't because you, you can't buy replacement lead for that anyway. Right. You, you can Eric, really what kind of, what kind of office supplier do you think I am? I'm just, I'm just making sure that you have some dignity in your mechanical pencil choice. That's all. That's right, I That's do. All. That's all. You know, Ryan, you'll, you'll, you'll probably be getting a puppy this year. You know, oh just gosh. in case this whole thing with Luna doesn't work out. Oh <laughs> God, I would love that. Honestly, that would be fantastic. Redemption. But uh, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. So we will go ahead and move to our outro. Well, that's about it for the show today. We talked in-depth about the NBA's return, debated about Doritos, and made friends along the way. We hope to see you again next time, but until then, don't cancel your Outlook invites, folks. Stay safe. Stay safe.